I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. It's Metal Shop Backstage here with Josh Elmore from Cattle Decapitation Guitarist. You guys just put out Death Atlas. Now you guys are on tour with uh, Author and Punisher, Vitriol. Atheist. Atheist and vitriol. Uh, and vitriol. And, and primitive man. Primitive man. Primitive man. You already said vitriol. Full of primitive hell, man. Unfortunately, had some crappy situation go down. They got mm-hmm. their van and their, their bus stolen and all that yep. crap. Unfortunately. They had to go home. You guys are ro- uh, killing it on the road, apparently. Uh, how's the tour been, man? It's been great. I mean, we've had, uh, you know, the Full of Hell had their, uh, their incident, which we regrettably, you know, they had to, understandably, I mean, they got everything stolen. Oh, yeah. They had to bow out, and that was outside of Atlanta. So they were originally on, they were doing half the tour. Um, they were going to be up until Chicago, which was on the 5th. Yeah. And they had that incident and um, had to go home early. But, you know, they had a, fr- a friend set up a crowdfunding thing for them. And yeah, they and they a, surpassed it. Yeah, they surpassed it. And they even they just, yeah, they met their goal. And, and now they're and donating some, some money to good causes. Yeah, they're donating, um, uh, I th- I've, I'm, if I'm correct, it's a uh, fund in, I mean, I think it's, the Baltimore area where they're from? I think it's to give instruments to inner city youth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a uh, fund underprivileged youth who That's are trying awesome. to, like, you know, get into music and everything. So Passing That's it on, exactly. man. Exactly. You know, they b- bad situation, and then they still have, you know, the generosity at the end of the day to still, you know, return thing. Or, Absolutely, know, man. Back or whatever, yeah. you know, a nowadays term would be. So, so the new record's Death thing. Atlas. Um, I mean, it's a monster of a record in ways more brutal, in ways more melodic. Mm-hmm. In wa- It's just, it's, it's altogether just, I mean, it's a, it's... I would say it's your opus, but who knows what you're going to do next? Yeah. Like I mean, you guys just keep progressing and keep progressing, and and uh, I mean the, pff, we're going into 2020. It's been a hell of a decade for mm-hmm. you guys. Put out some killer records. Um, what have been your favorite songs so far to play live? I mean, it's like choosing a baby, but oh yeah. Well, um, for the new, or at least the songs yeah, we've for played the new, for the new record. record, we've been doing five of those. Cool. Um, I would say, let's see here. Um, I mean, Time's Cruel Curtain is always fun. Yeah, we just played that one. Also. Yeah, that one's cool. Um, Death Atlas, the, the title track is great. T- fun to play. Um, I mean, all of them are. I can't, yeah, like you said, I, it's a, which is your favorite kid or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always the one that's, yeah. there's always the one that, you love them both, but, you know, there's usually one that's a slight disappointment. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, but all of them. Keep it 100. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm totally content you know with playing every one of those songs hey here's a question that i we want to ask you especially because we're coming down to the end of a decade right Mm -hmm. so it's we're kind of encapsulating you know a lot of music life politics the world Mm -hmm. uh i mean you guys have a very deep thinking band clearly you know it's part of the reason i like you well (laughs) well, hey you know you know you know how far i go cheesy gordita crunch versus gordita (laughs) that's where we're at well i mean hey dude you got to get some tacos up in this every <laughs> once in a while. Hey, so how long do you think we have left on this planet? <laughs> well, is that I, too, I is think that it's too much? I think it's up to us yeah. to determine that. And you know, I, as far as like from now, if I do not have all the scientific data, which someone's going to go, oh, see, yeah, I yeah, told someone, you, someone I told in you. some, it's all section nonsense, is reading this right now, going, yeah, oh, Josh is so full of. Sh- 
Uh, <laughs> well, different reason for that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Maybe literally and figuratively, I bet. Well, not as of like an hour <laughs> it's ago. It's the haunted bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really... I, that's a, I know it's a tough question, but like... I could not put an actual like timeline or anything like X amount of years or decades or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, yes, there's... I'll readily acknowledge that, like, the Earth grows through all these different, you know, regardless of people's influence or not, just these right. sort of phases and everything. And I, so I understand, yeah, exactly. And I understand people saying, well, dude, you, the Earth is just, you know, heating and cooling just as a natural part of its, as its cycle. Totally agree. My lip, oh. just, my lip just touched that. No, it's not shocked. No, it was just like, um, I don't know where this has been. This is not Gigi Allen's microphone, hopefully. Um, soon. Um, but... At the same time, I feel that there's like, we're not helping anything, you know? So, I mean, whether your sort of interpretation of how much effect humans have on it is, it's kind of like, here, let me try to come up with some nonsense real quick. Yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like, you know, your house being dirty and it's like, you know, it goes through phases. Like everyone's like, oh, we picked up, whatever. But clearly like turning a blind eye to it and letting it go to and be like, well, it's always dirty at some point, and then walking away and not caring about it and turning. It's not dirty. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's dude. It goes. It's dirty sometimes. We clean up when grandma comes over. It's fine, whatever. And then, but it's going to be this way anyway, and just walking away. It's like, well, even if you're a religious person, like you know, Christian or whatever, it's like if in that faith it's like you were supposed to be custodians of the earth, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, you want to like clean up after yourselves. You know. So I mean, I think it goes in degrees, and people. Oftentimes, you know, you can justify anything to yourself. <laughs> so my question is, is like, so you're, um, you know, you may see it otherwise, but I, from the outside, I'd see you guys as a pretty successful na- nationwide touring or internationally touring band. How do you ever feel like you're in like a band bubble? And how do you get out of that bubble? And how much do you pay attention to like world issues and things oh. outside? Or do you ever, do you ever just feel like, man, like. You're kind of like in the bubble. Where you're so concerned with like the business, band business, and then dynamics. Uh, How much? I don't know. I try to like pay attention as much as possible. Like look at my little news bits and all that stuff. You know, like dad of the paper and all that. But the Wi-Fi at the venue. uh, Yeah, yeah. And I try to do that. um, Like try to find a you know an impossibly you know it's impossible to find like a neutral news source. For sure. Um, Is that possible? Reuters is okay. Okay. Uh, they're pretty much, eh, news. I, and BBC to a certain? To a certain extent. I think, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's other outlets that I just don't know about that are like, no, this right. is straight up news. There's no slant. There's no, like, you know, packaging or filter that goes through it. So I look at that sort of stuff, but it is, I agree, it's you can get so immersed in, uh, once you get, it's going to sound... Yeah. Once you get to a certain point as a band, I know yeah. it's not pretentious asking to say. Uh, no, you but just it's like. You a routine. You get that, but you have to be engaged in, you know, there's a division of labor. People handle different things, but you have to be engaged in the business portion oh, yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, or you're just not going to survive. Yeah. So that just ends up taking over so much of, in addition to the actual practicing, writing, whatever, plant performing, the and the music part of it, that whether you want to live in that bubble, you, or to a certain extent, you are going to have to if you want to be able to continue and make it a viable you know enterprise. business there's, enterprise there's gotta be you know some, it's, there's got to be some part of you that's always in that bubble yeah otherwise it's just going to fall apart oh yeah yeah you have to have one foot in there at least part of the time yeah. so it's it's a really weird thing with like 
you know, your life outside of that, you know, and family relationships, well, because whatever. Because it comes it's, the, one of the biggest parts of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Being in this band. Yeah, touring. well, it's your, I and mean, when you think it's your home, especially on years like this where it's, okay, tour cycle beginning, you're never at home. You're home for maybe two weeks every yeah. whatever, or, you know, oh, well, there's a month? Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with that time? <laughs> well, the band's probably the longest relationship you've had in your life. It's like a marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I mean, second to that, five, yeah, five second five to that, people. it's the, like, I mean, I've been in this since 90. No, 90. What am I talking about? Band started in 96, 2001 for me. So, wow. but I've been in bands for Dude. since 93, you know, 92. I'm, I'm glad that you're. Yeah, I've made been making really questionable decisions for <laughs> decades. Well, it seems na- to be working. Decades now. But th- I'm glad that you <laughs> Thank brought goodness that up. Thank goodness this is kind of working or else I'd be yeah. like. I, I want to take you back to that point, actually, because one we always like hearing about like foundational, we, what we call the light bulb moment. Oh, Most yeah, of us absolutely. especially had a moment. It's very we, important, I think, uh, for like everyone. For instance, a song, a concert, something. Uh-huh. Uh, an older brother, cousin, sister, family member gave mm-hmm. you a piece of mm-hmm. something that made you get into it. What was your light bulb moment? Was there a specific You mean instance? for like love, loving, loving music more than like just liking to listen to Van Halen or and playing guitar or getting into heavy music heavy metal okay cool and knowing that you wanted to do it alright I can give you several different things okay I remember uh, my mom was uh, we're getting like the brakes done on the car and uh, I could hear round and round from Rat coming out of the the wor- the work area and I'd heard this song before <laughs> yeah. so it wasn't like this was what is this new world of heavy metal you know or something right, like this right, right. but for some reason it was just the sound of it echoing around like the shop yeah. and me standing there probably in my little stupid shorts like, <laughs> like this it just that struck me how and old then, were you do you think well out of the cellar came out in I think 84 so I would have been nine yeah. um and then uh you know, I was a huge Van Halen. I still am to a certain extent, you know. Oh, huge Van Halen, yeah. you know, up through. I even bought 5150. Sorry. Oh, I mean, Dreams was playing the other day, and I was kind of like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I went in everything from, you know, one till up into that point. I was just devouring. And then yeah. the, the typical life cycle of, like, I started buying the little grocery store in the small town that I live near. Uh, for whatever reason, someone was ordering Hit Parader, Rip. And like heavy metal magazines, wow. a, 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 a rather narrow like there was one. That pr- person changed the world. They f- did through you absolutely. You know what I need to do? That's I need to crazy. find out because I think the owner's still alive. That you gotta Heather, find out. I will like hit up Mr. Frank Lucas of Sidell, yeah. Illinois, and go. Was that you? Was it you, or was it some random or was stock it, boy dude? Yeah, because it was like literally the the, the the town is like 600 people, and I think oh, so it got, had like you got it, lucky. yeah. I don't know if he was just like had a person that he knew, probably me, that was gonna buy those things. <laughs> yes, but but there worked. weren't that many. It was like I would buy Mad, and um, <laughs> it started with Hit Parade was the first music magazine I ever bought, and Rat was on the cover. Yeah, and um, so that that okay, you were sold. I well, and so. Uh, yeah, and then he got like, oh, he got, they, you know, remember they do the special editions like, oh, Hit Parader's so-and-so. There was one called Hit Parader's uh, Power Metal. And it wasn't like Power Metal like we think of it today okay. that's like, you know, and Wings of Steel and all that. Right, right, it yeah. was like Slayer, King Diamond, like the heavier stuff. What wow. later would be considered thrash. Power. It was Power Metal, <laughs> you know, right. or whatever. Because I remember having that magazine, Stick With My Grandma, and King Diamond, Slayer, Testament, and I forget who else was on the cover. This quadruple thing, That's and, enough right there. and my grandma comes up and goes, "What is this power metal?" You know, because she has to enunciate very it's well. Okay, Granny. Yeah, she was just concerned. But so we had that guy. As I had these magazines, and I was like looking through all this stuff and reading about these bands, and it wasn't super underground um, stuff, really. I mean, there were some smaller bands, but it was all like the major big four kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so that was like the late 80s. 
Yeah. And then my friend, uh, his dad was a a uh, maintenance guy at a hotel and he found a tape in one of the rooms this is where it gets this Uh-oh. is where everyone's story so my friend my my friend brought this tape to school and he's like you're gonna better give it back to me but my dad found this stupid tape i mean maybe you'll like this garbage because he was he was my metal friend you know yeah. and in a school that small you have the metal friend oh, yeah. period you probably were the metal friend. I, I was a metal friend that didn't look like that at all because yeah. my parents weren't exactly down with that look at all i was like youth group friend that was metal friend actually undercover metal yeah exactly covert so he gave it to me and one side was scream bloody gore and the other side was dealing with it Uh uh-oh yeah dri and death like like dealing with it like seven times over the course of you know (laughs) however long that record was you know so there you go you got some like so i got thrash so so the most raging crossover thrash mixed with you know very primeval death metal who who left that tape i know and i remember it was a brown tape and it was written in the most like like shop paint blue, like someone who's like on the tape. Just like basically. Like someone who just learned how to write like two days ago. But anyway, so there was that. And then I also have to attribute being, I grew up in central Illinois um, near Champaign-Urbana, like 35 miles, which is college town, big town, town, whatever. Back then, when record stores actually existed, they had some bitchin' record stores. Nice. So um, when I, you know, outgrew the mall's record selection, um, I was, like, looking on the phone book, you know, had the big picture ads and stuff, and I was like, record stores. I'm like, ooh, record swap. Ooh, this looks interesting. So I, my mom, you know, like, sucker. I love you, Mom. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, could you drop me off at the record swap, please? You know, and it, oh, she's like, oh, isn't that in Campus Town? There's college students there. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, no. So, uh, it's a good which is funny. She didn't talk like that but then, but she's they retired to Wisconsin. She's been there for almost 20 years. So, so it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she adopted that. My dad still sounds the same, but she's jumped right into that world. So, anyway, she dropped me off, and I, like, opened the door, and it was just graffiti on both sides. Nice. Flyers all peeled up and you know rip off you know bands you know basis needed blah You've blah arrived. blah exactly and it was upstairs and it smelled kind of it yeah. smelled kind of weird yeah. and i was just like oh man am i going to meet college students and get stabbed you know? like this is a head shop yeah well then there was a couple head shop items but yeah like incense burners and stuff which you yeah. know leads to mysticism and all that um anyway so uh went up the steps and they all creaked and there were like this weird music playing and it was just like that was back in you know the sort of era when it was just like this is just weird music and t- it was very self assured self aware weird music but yeah. like indie weird you know yeah. like it was like either butthole surfers or like John Wayne or sure. hard ons or some music that was just yeah. kind of punky but not really just sort of psychedelic yeah. and usually horrifically profane you know non parent friendly kind of stuff so I just wandered in and there was just yeah just people sitting on the counter being <laughs> record store employees yeah I mean good impl- stone they were Hanging which out. means they were good record yep. store employees. Exactly. Just oh, pretend, kind of jerks. Kevin, no. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, they had like all the seven inches, all the records, and then this, you know, you know, uh, illicit video section in the back. Not, yeah. Not porn, but just, but like stuff that was like, there's lots of blood and boobs. Yeah. You know, so. The and so just section. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cold exactly. Cold yeah, the rental for that, you know. So whoever was their buyer for metal and, you know, I don't want to say avant-garde. That makes it seem more like high, bro. A little too artsy, yeah. you know. I mean, but they did have that. But just like metal, punk, hardcore, all that stuff was yeah. knew what they were doing. So underground, underground, 
for both all those genres. So yeah. I was just going in here and finding like, oh, they have nuclear death thing or the humanizers, all this sort of, yeah. at the time, like wild rag stuff and all the, the, you'd see these ads in the back of these magazines. It was like an eighth of a page. It looked like someone wrote it on their notebook and then of course sent it in to buy my record or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And zines and this stuff. This is your new mecca, dude. Exactly. So I found that and they had, you know, all the Ed Krang, Metal Forces, but yeah. they also had Maximum Rock and Roll and Flipside and all the punk yeah. stuff or yeah. whatever. So I was just like, you know, with my money I made, one of this, you know, one doing of this, chores, this, farm yeah. stuff. I would just, just grab this stuff and would take it home and uh, devour I, it. Devour that. So I had front to back. I had dude. grocery store metal magazines. I had this outlet. Yeah. In an extremely rural environment that. You yeah. Gotta find that. That's so you sick, dude. Find, find Frank Lucas yeah. and be like, he's yeah. still. I'll ask my brother because my brother Seriously. is took over the farm from my parents, so oh, he's he's still there. I'll ask him if he's Frank Lucas. Is Frank Lucas still around? Yep. Frank, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Thank you. Hashtag find Frank Lucas. Thank you, Frank Lucas. <laughs> thank you. But so that's my long-winded. And then I. Oh, dude, you went, went to high school, graduated, went to Chicago, went to college there, yeah. and of course that's anything and everything whenever you want it. So I went from, you know, very having to be very resourceful and finding yeah. stuff to just like it all there you go. Dude. You know, and of course, take it for granted immediately. Exactly. Well, good. The circle of life kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I hope they have their own Frank Lucas. Right. <laughs> you, are you are the Frank right. Lucas. Maybe I am. You are the Frank. The internet, uh, the internet has ruined that for everyone. Yeah, There's no that's more. That's true. Frank Lucas yes, this time. I haven't. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like the mask. It's exactly what I'm wearing. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's weird. I guess. So, so you bring up the importance of magazines and like, you know, obviously, you know, trade is or uh, or print magazines aren't what they used to be. But it, I still, you know, I get Decibel magazine mm-hmm. every month. And sure. I, f- I find re- reading those things to be really exhilarating every month. I find out about new even though, you know, I got up the Spotify, I got the streaming, got a got You still find about, uh, about new stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, do you still keep all the magazines that your band is on? They're like, in, like the covers? No, I keep them. There's like a big box at home that I put that stuff in. Uh, yeah, yeah. That Do you I remember the first one you guys were on? I think when we got signed to Metal Blade, I think we were in Revolver. It was okay. like a, maybe a half-page sort Hottest of thing. Hottest in Metal? Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> it was like, yeah, a half-page thing where we were all like young and skinny and just like all... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were standing at a meat counter, actually. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was the first like... Of note, more so than like you know a zine kind of thing. Okay. But there was that, and then there was a, it was a like a journal-sized magazine locally at San Diego called SD Music Matters. Okay. Which is debatable. Sorry, San Diego. <laughs> and uh, hey, hey. Uh, Everett San Diego's like, what? What? <laughs> uh, no, it, there there are some bands that definitely matter there. I will say that. But anyway, shout out Unbroken. Under the band Unbroken. Yeah, they're. Oh awesome. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, we we're on like it was like one side was like one subject matter and we were the other cover yeah you know and it's like oh okay and then the article the flip was, side. Like, <laughs> was like two paragraphs so it's like well i guess I could cover that but you're the yeah. you're the music that mattered on the flip side wow. yeah exactly you were the the, the the ones goes down and sits in the bathroom and gets all wrinkled so, so i want to kind of try and bring this back to the, where we started do you have any advice especially for because there's a lot of young people that i don't even really realize listen to, to our radio show mm-hmm. and sometimes they come up to us in person and i i'm sure that happens to you every once in a while do you have any advice Advice, <laughs> life advice, music advice, van advice for kids on their way up. Uh, things maybe to avoid, things to try and do. It's such a weird time because the industry is changing so yeah. fast. I, I don't know. I'd have to. 
In the life advice section, I, I'd probably go on some weird personal tangent and end up having to scream into a pillow. It's almost easy to say myself like for a second, not to do, especially from oh. like opening bands. How many times have you had a local? Well, opener? I'm sure this is, and this is a disclaimer. Yeah. I'm sure I've done this. I'm sure other, you know, like I cannot claim innocence. Like I was hey, shot out of my guilty, shot out of my mom with this <laughs> incredible, you know, instinct of right. not to do. Exactly. But, I mean. It's so weird because I think like, or was was there ever a time that you were really impressed by a local opener or uh, something that like stuck in your mind? Because I know you guys are like headlining frequently, and so get here early. Uh, yeah, your first ones know, to get here, last yeah, ones to leave, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, as far as like like if you want to say like a local band, like on this tour, I mean everyone's knows what they're doing and everything. Yeah, and I know when we were uh, you know playing first to four or second to four or whatever. Um, right after the local, um, there were plenty of things we did about like, I think it was using our best judgment, but without necessarily a proper perspective on, I don't want to say pecking order, but just kind of depending on the band, the amount of wide berth you should give that sort of stuff because some bands so are very particular about that like, like know your seen, role it, yes it's sign it's <laughs> even if Jabroni. it doesn't affect anything it's seen as a sign of disrespect or, yeah you know yeah. if you don't abc whatever that is you know and other bands are super like it's cool man whatever you know right so it's like accurately gauging you know whatever the johnny top dog band is and it's sadly that and just kind of comes with time. Using, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you know? assessing that's not why is that going to be some sort of natural thing yeah. besides basic common sense, you know? So you guys got to be a, have a lot of patience then, as a band too, probably. Less and less as the older we get. But <laughs> yeah. fortunately, we can employ people to be the ass. There you go. And hide somewhere else. Nice. And go. I'm unhappy. And then he's like, oh, Jesus. Give me a sip. Guys, why are you doing this? Yeah, you know. So. Uh, I think we just had to learn, like like a lot, a vast majority of other bands by doing and be that annoying band. I'm sure to, and I'm not saying from personal experience, but like to the Zia sides of the world, to the Morbid Angels of the world, right. and you know bigger, you know big dogs, and then eventually, you know something breaks through and you catch on, and then boom, 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 you know, <laughs> and just yeah, because I mean I. I toured prior to this band um, since the early, well, 93, 94, I don't know, something like 93, I think. Um, but, you know, never on the official, like, you know, here's your day sheet, here's this level. It was more right. DIY, kind of like show up and here's, here's a, some crackers, there's your dinner, you know. Here's an orange. No, it's seriously, I got I got paid a dollar once, or not me, but the band, one of the bands I was in. Long story on that one. But anyway, so. Um, That'll be for the next time. Yes. Okay. And so. You know, it was that part was new for me too. Like all these sort of, it's I find metal funny because it's, it's. You know, I wish I was exposed like on this level to other genres of music so I could say, oh, actually, metal people, are, they're really laid back. You know, <laughs> but just sometimes I've noticed there's this like, you know, business blah respect respect for pennies. Shut the f yes. up. No one cares. Like, the world laughs at you. You know. It's just, chest puffing stuff it's like of course basic respect for each other then here's the headline or whatever the thing is but this it's just come on man right I know it's just (laughs) if you're just tuning in we're talking with Josh from Cattle Decapitation now I got a deep cut for the fans of Cattle Decap would you rather question would you rather be the victim of a forced gender reassignment or a 
tsunami. Well, you can recover from tsunami. It's embarrassment. Oh, how it is. But force gender, you're you're. That's pretty much a keeps thing. So I guess. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, God. Yo, this guy wants a tsunami. He's not like. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, people. Maybe watching or hearing. Hey, so one one of our favorite questions to ask, and along this kind of the same lines, and show us if you can. You don't have to take your pants off. Pick a scar on your body. Tell us a story about how you got it. Okay, um, you might not be able to see this. Uh, I don't know which bald spot you want to look at, but um, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You got a little divot right there, yeah. man. Um, yeah, that was. Jeez, I was yeah, right in, behind the ear. Yeah, I was in Wisconsin. With my parents, because my grandparents had a little cabin on the lake, on Lake Michigan up there. Well, come on out to the lake. Yeah, oh, very much so. Oh, and yeah. uh, so, <laughs> I don't know why I did this, but it was probably like 6 a.m., because that was back when, you know, you're little, you're just like, I am up, you know, for whatever reason. So, my parents weren't up, which is odd, because my dad, you know, farm family, my dad oh, yeah. gets up like... 5.30 for no reason. You know, I mean, for, for reasonable, but like even if he's on, quote, vacation, he'll be up and just pacing around. He wants his alone time. S- stirring. So I was up before anyone and put on my clothes. I was like, I'm going to go outside, you know, explore around. And, it, you know, it, there was dew, you know, because it was that early. And there was this glistening log. <laughs> I like the visuals. Log. Visuals. <laughs> yeah. Fecal matter. And one side was the gently sloping ground covered in pine straw. And then the other side was, oh, when I say cliff, I don't mean like, you know, oh, the chasm or anything. Like but I mean like, Canyon, yeah. but like a little, a little cliff, which went down to like flat limestone. And there was the shore right there because we were right on the water. I already hate So this there setup. was this little rock that, you know, because it kind of goes, you know, like the stratified kind yeah. of rocks. And then, you know, yeah, exactly. And then, and then, you know, the trees erupting with roots. It looks really cool. It's all uh, total band photo material. And so I'm like an idiot. I step on this log and I'm all doing this kind of thing. Because wh- why not? six and it's six a.m. Yeah, like why not do this? I'm like, do, 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 do. <laughs> and I just remember seeing a pine tree go whoop. And I hit my corner, my head, my head on the corner of the rock that was sticking out. Dude, that must have been, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that and was that thing is still pretty prominent. Yeah. Uh, it was not good. So my my skull was still soft and had not yet fused. So that's when um, you got into metal, it, right? That's what. I, no, I, that was the thing. Right on the cusp of it, they were like kind of debating what to do. But so I like I'll go to I, sleep. Yeah, exactly. I was like unconscious for a while, and then um, I think I just sort of came to. It was like. And my, you know, parents, parents, like the radar went up. I don't know how they heard because they were in a bedroom in this house that was not super far. But oh, dude, that's parent radar for yeah. sure. So they shot up and I just remember looking. I mean, I hope my parents aren't listening to this, but I uh, like <laughs> I remember mom. looking up at my dad doing the, this kind of thing down the hill with his tidy whitey jockeys and his f-ing morning boner going like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> bounce, bounce, bounce. He's yeah, like, yo, this is an emergency. You know, boner be damned. And he like scooped me up and took me up to the house. And thankfully, because at that time they didn't have a full time doctor up there because it's on an island. And you were in a small, yeah. It was on an, it's on an island. Like I mean, oh. take the ferry and all that stuff. The doctor happened to be in town that weekend. Holy crap! So she she did the whole whatever and you know irrigate. Yeah, the best so feeling ever. And you up. see your reflection in the stainless steel uh, dispense paper towel dispenser and a needle going in like this. Feels great. Looks uh, great. I know. Love I, it. I trust um, me. I know. So. Uh, yeah, they, she stitched me all up, and I probably made some odd noises as a kid. Yeah. And we came back, and, and I had and I had soup for lunch because it's. Cause <laughs> and you it's, still remember that part? Because it's comforting. Yeah. <laughs> I just spit and laughed and. Clean it up. Uh, hey, oh God. So this is the last question, man. What's uh being that we're in the Northwest? What's your favorite Northwest or Seattle band of all time? Ooh, 
Jeez. That's a good one. I don't know. I got to really think. Besides the obvious stuff, I just say one of those because it's like, oh, I can remember. Nirvana, Soundguard, Yeah, yeah all those guys. Um, hmm. I know. I got to think of like... What bands from up here that I'm like really? Throw the accused. Oh yeah, the accused. Metal yeah, Church. Metal Church um, forced entry. Trials from up was yeah. from up here. Both the Blackers. Um, Scarp. Yeah. Yep. Scarp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Undertow. Brotherhood. Gosh, man. Wow. Um, let's see. I don't know. I'm. I'm a, I, I would say like. Melvins. Yeah, Melvins started up here. They're at Aberdeen. Yep. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to miss something. I'm like, oh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. I'm like, going to be like, I totally forgot. Heart. About Heart. Yes, dude. Sick. I'm not going to say they're my favorite, but they're up there. Amazing. They're amazing. I, Those voices. Yes, man. She's is that what Travis is going for? Like with these, with the kind of like, you know, the more melodic vocals. Is he uh, going for Anna Nancy Wilson style? Is that what I don't know if that's his, that his, like his, ultimate his purpose in that, or like what he's going <laughs> for, but he's... Uh, it's I getting mean, there. It's an, there's an appreciation. Yeah. I think it may be ABBA. ABBA, and, sorry. So like uh, uh, the new album is Killer Man, Death Atlas, pick it up uh, on Metal Blade Records. Uh, final words for the Northwest audience. Uh, just... Thank you guys, and I'm going to include, I know you guys are, uh, you know, two cousins that punch each other, but both Portland and Seattle. Yeah. How much we appreciate both markets, and Eugene, too, and Olympia, and and Spokane, (laughs) and Idaho, too. We'll throw you in there, you know, uh, how much, not Utah, and (laughs) no, they're not Northwest. They don't, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the weird middle belt part. Of which I am a part of. But um, thank you guys for being so continuously supportive. And we have some of our best shows in the United States in this part of the country. And people are infinitely supportive and just excited continuously. So that is just, that's why we do this. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.